everyone, and welcome to another edition of Kliss's Mic Drop. We are in week 14 of the NFL season, week 14 of 18 this year. The Broncos at 6-6. Six and six. They've just kind of moved the season along. Now with five games remaining, including this week against the Lions, uh, they no doubt have to go 4-1 and one to uh, make the playoffs. That would give them a 10-7 and seven record. Uh, there's no way a 9-8 and record is going to make it. 10-7 and seven, um, should make it. Might need a tiebreaker. Uh, but uh, don't think 9-8 and is going to work it. So after the uh, disappointing performance against the Chiefs, and it was dis- disappointing on, on many fronts, um, defensively, you know, everyone's giving credit to the uh, Bronco defense, but they gave up 10 points on their first two drives. And I've been talking about that. They've been doing that all season. This team is not built to play from behind, all right? And the defense, as good as it is, has consistently put the team in a 10-0 hole uh, in the first quarter. And it did it again. Mahomes scores on his uh, on the opening drive, mixes up some passes, the, uh, the crossing patterns, uh, to Tyreek Hill were big, and then Mahomes runs it in himself from 10 yards. Not sure what Pat Sertan was thinking there uh, when he didn't. Uh, I guess he was caught flat-footed is what I heard. He thought he was coming inside, and uh, when he went outside, uh, didn't go out of bounds. Uh, Mahomes, he uh, Sertan wasn't ready. So um, that's a story, and they're, and they're sticking to it. There's been a lot of that. Uh, effort type of uh, head scratchers this year from the Broncos. Um, but so he scores on the opening drive. The uh, Chiefs hit a screen pass on their second drive. Uh, they get a field goal. They got a lucky field goal. It hit the upright and bounced in uh, from Butker, but it's still 10 nothing. And then uh, Teddy didn't have his best day. Uh, tied for second worst, you know, the Raiders, he had three picks. Um, this one, uh, Teddy moved the ball methodically um, during the game after they fell behind 10 nothing. They obviously moved the ball on that 20-play drive. I thought it was a shame that uh, Fangio didn't take the field goal. I, I was saying take the field goal going into fourth and two at the eight. I know he had a fourth and one. Teddy, uh, with the quarterback sneak, got it from around midfield. I know he got it on fourth and seven, which was huge. Got it to Cortland Sutton. Uh, that was from the Chiefs 43, moved it into the uh, uh, 37-yard line, 36-yard line for the Chiefs. But um, uh, actually, it was an 11-yard play, so got it down to the 32. But then on fourth and two at the eight, they get stuffed and they get no points after 20 plays and 11 minutes and, uh, what was it, 13, 14, 17 seconds? And uh, 88 yards, 89 yards till they lost a yard on that last carry. Just a shame. And uh, after you lose 11 in a row to a team like that, there's a, there's a demoralizing feeling. 10-6 would have been a different feeling going into the locker room than 10-3. So, but they didn't do it. Fangio didn't, you know, he went for it. I understand why he went for it. They just never score against the Chiefs. Uh, they're averaging 10 points a game in five games that Fangio's been the head coach. Uh, Next is the uh, Raiders at 20 points a game and the Chargers at 25 points a game within the AFC West, that is. So tough to win that way. Um, I do think the Broncos are going to break that streak at 12 games. 
in the final, uh, whether Mahomes plays or not. It's at Empower Field. The Broncos will need that game for the playoffs. They may need that game, and, and they may need some help elsewhere for the playoffs. But I do believe the Broncos will win that game and snap the streak. Uh, in the meantime, you have the Detroit Lions this week. Uh, the Lions won 10-1 after on the final play. Jared Goff throws a touchdown pass to beat the Vikings 29-27. Good for the Lions. Good for Dan Campbell. Everybody likes Dan Campbell. Um, he was with uh, Teddy Bridgewater in New Orleans. And uh, Campbell was the tight ends coach for Sean Payton. Campbell, or uh, Bridgewater, was the backup to Drew Brees. And Teddy told a funny story on Wednesday that uh, when Campbell would get up in front of the whole room and, and address the team, uh, by the time he was done talking, you felt like uh, going outside and uh, punching someone in the face uh, for no good reason. And <laughs> so uh, that's, that's the kind of football coach uh, Dan Campbell is. Everybody likes him. He's very rough and raw as a head coach. Very surprised he was hired as the head coach. I don't think lightning can strike twice for the Detroit Lions. The Broncos, who were nine-and-a-half-point favorites at Kansas City, I've seen are now eight, eight-and-a-half to up to nine-and-a-half-point favorites. FanDuel has them at nine-and-a-half-point favorites uh, in this game against the Lions. Do think the Broncos win, go seven and six. And then the big game for the Broncos down the stretch is the Bengals. Bengals are good. The Broncos have them at home. Broncos have to win that game. It's going to be a tough game. They have to win that game. Then they're eight and six and kind of set up uh, to make it interesting. The final three games at the Raiders the day after Christmas, at the at the uh, Chargers the day after New Year's, and then home against the Chiefs. So win those two games against the Lions and Bengals, and it's an interesting finish for the Broncos, and they're very much in it. The schedule is set up for them if they take advantage of it. Here on Calissa's Mic Drop, we had the pleasure of talking with Mike Boone on Wednesday. Mike Boone uh, had a breakout game of sorts uh, against the Chiefs. Only carried the ball four times. Felt like he carried it 14. That's how, that's how uh, impactful he was. Four runs, uh, 36 yards, also had a catch uh, for 19 yards. So a nice day for Mike Boone. Uh, picked up from a free agent this offseason. Uh, played four years with the Vikings as a special teamer, number three, number four running back. Uh, number three with the Broncos, but in that joint scrimmage um, against the Vikings on uh, August, uh, uh, when was it? August 12th, I do believe. Uh, it was two days before their uh, preseason game. Uh, Mike Boone uh, pulled a quad. Uh, he was untouched. Uh, he was wide open going into the end zone around left end. Happened about 15 yards for me, and all of a sudden the parachute went out, and uh, he was done for a while. And just getting back, and Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams um, have been very good as the one-two, so there was no need uh, for Mike Boone, uh, even had he been healthy. Uh, but Gordon went down with a hip injury. Melvin was back at practice Wednesday. Uh, that's not a surprise, right, uh, with the hip after uh, – Javante's big game and Mike Boone's uh, uh, impressive effort off the bench. Uh, Javante was just tremendous against the Chiefs with uh, 102 yards rushing, 75 yards uh, receiving, including a 13-yard touchdown. Um, he also had, what, 34 yards there at the uh, 
end of the half, I mean, they should have taken a knee, the Broncos, and uh, but they wound up with that 34-yarder. It was just kind of garbage time stats there. But still, uh, Javante was tremendous. And Mike Boone was very good. And so Melvin going to do everything he can to come back from that hip injury. Had a nice chat with Mike Boone. You may not know this, but he's uh, an alum of the Cincinnati Bearcats. How about those uh, Bearcats? They're uh, in the Final Four, and they will open up as the number four seed against number one Alabama. You knew they weren't going to give Michigan the number one seed because that would have meant Alabama uh, playing Georgia back-to-back. Alabama upset Georgia in the SEC championship game. You weren't going to put them right away in the same matchup if you could avoid it, and they did avoid it by ranking uh, Alabama number one. Uh, You got Michigan, even though they uh, trounced Iowa and they were number two going in, they stay at number two. And then Georgia is number three, and Cincinnati, the, the, the team that almost doesn't belong there, but congratulations to Luke Fickle getting there. So we talked to Mike Boone about Cincinnati and their chances, and uh, Luke Fickle, their head coach. Uh, we talked to him about, uh, you know, he, uh, going into the combine. After the combine, uh, uh, Mike Boone and Philip Lindsay worked out together for Lauren Landau here in Denver for a couple months. That was a factor in him uh, coming here. George Payton, general manager who helped sign Boone as an undrafted free agent out of Cincinnati uh, five years ago. He was another factor. So uh, Mike Boone here with the Broncos, as he said during this interview, not how you start, it's how you finish. And it looks like he's in position for a strong finish if they need him again. So here's our interview, and I hope you enjoy it with a guy that uh, we haven't got to know until late in the season, but uh, free agent running back Mike Boone. Mike Boone, welcome. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it took a while for us to get introduced uh, to you. How'd it feel to be out there finally? and? Uh, Four carries, it looked like you had more than that. That's the type of impact you had. Uh, yeah, for sure, man. But, um, you know, it felt good, you know, running around with the guys. Uh, offensive line was opening up for us, and it felt good to be out there and helping out. So, Your uh, alma mater, you have to be uh, proud of them, Cincinnati Bearcats. Of course, man. Yeah. How are they going to do against Alabama so no one's going to give them much shot? Uh, yeah, you know, they, everybody doubting them, but, you know, they, uh, they made it this far, you know. Uh, Coach Fix doing a great job with those guys, uh, the entire program. You know, I think they're ready for the your opportunity. Se- your senior year was his first year, Luke Fickle's first year at Cincinnati's head yep, coach, correct, right? Correct. So you were, he hadn't quite built the program yet. You guys were four and eight, but uh, you take some pride that you helped make the turnaround. Oh, definitely. You know, we was the, uh, you know, those guys kind of. They saw how we did it, you know, and then Luke came around and, you know, he put his twist on it and just glad that I could contribute and, you know, give the knowledge that I gave before I left there. So, You, uh, growing up in um, outside Jacksonville, Baker County, small town, receiver. Receiver. <laughs> slot receiver. Yeah. Oh, you were a slot receiver? Yeah, slot receiver. You put up some numbers. How did, how did the transition go from receiver to uh, Division One running back, I guess? Your size kind of says... You should be a running back. Right. Um, you know, my high school coaches, uh, Ryan and Joey Sokowski, you know, they saw the hands I had, so they moved me at a, they had me at receiver 
at the time we had a Fallon Lee. He was our running back at the time. Great, great running back also. But um, I was recruited by Eddie Grant uh, to the University of Cincinnati at the time. And, you know, he saw a little running back in me and made the flip. And then, you know, the rest history. Yeah, you had uh, your two best years statistically or your freshman and sophomore year. Yep. Then yep. a foot injury kind of held you back a little? Yeah, a little, a little turf toe. Oh. Yeah, a little turf toe okay. injury. Turf toe. And so, you know, had you continued, you would have got drafted, no doubt. For sure, for sure. But then uh, sure. the way it turned out, you were undrafted. How did that, how, how, how much did that hurt? It didn't really hurt, you know, it just made me go a little harder, you know. Um, I just knew my route had to be a little different, so um, I was willing to work for it. And then, you know, I made it here, you know, it's about how you finish, not how you start, so. Yeah, Minnesota, and you got, you got the second contract here. How much did, uh, as you were going into the draft process, you worked out here yep, with, with Lauren, Lauren Landau? Yeah, that's my boy, man. Yeah. Shout out to Lauren. And Philip Lindsay was one of your workout partners. That's my guy also, man. We had some great times together. Uh, uh, you know, we, like you said, we worked out with Lauren, did a lot of field work together, you know, learned from each other, chopped it up with each other. That's a great friend of mine. When you became a free agent, was that a factor in you picking the Broncos? Um, are you saying Lauren or? Lauren. The relation, uh, I mean. Lauren, George. You know, what were some of the factors? You know, trying to, trying to find a good fit, you know, honestly, and um, fit and opportunity. You know, that was kind of my, my main two. You got uh, some kind of angry running award <laughs> yeah, from the yeah. NFL Network? Me and Quinn, they gave it to both of us. Uh, okay, yeah. Yeah, Quinn. You, you got to watch your back with him, man. He's <laughs> yeah, he comes steamrolling yeah, up. He, He'll clear it out. Almost cleared me out, you yeah. know. So um, uh, Finn's a great, great guy, uh, great talent. He moves people, you know. Yeah. As a running back, I'm pretty sure I can speak for all of us when I say this, but, uh, you know, we don't mind running behind him, you know. So shout out to Quinn. You um, ran angry, ran hard in training camp, we saw. You know, it, it was harder to detect because there was no tackling. But you had it going. You were You were on your way to – to having a good season and then I was like 15 yards away when the parachute came out as you were running the end zone in against the Vikings what happened there on that one it's crazy you know like a freak accident almost I was just sprinting and then I kind of felt a, a sharp pain at first it was like high in my hip then I started feeling the burning sensation in my quad and then right then and there I kind of knew it was up I was trying to slow up a little bit and then it just kind of pulled on me so Back now, um, thanks to the training staff and yeah. also Lauren, you know, appreciate the entire staff of those guys. They got me back on the field. What, what, what's it like when you're down? You know, you're an elite athlete, you know, a thoroughbred ready to run, and you can't run. It's more, that's when you work your mental, you know. How I did it, I went about it. I, um, I just took the same mindset I had on the field, and I just put it towards training, you know, that same effort coming in every day, you know, just stacking the days to get better, to get back on the field. That's, that's kind of my approach, you know. How, how about your mindset going into the Chiefs last week where you knew you had a good chance of making your ball carrying debut? Right. Um, you know, I was just, when my number was called, you know, I wanted it to be, I made it a goal of mine, you know, to show up, to be there. You know, that's kind of how I pride myself, you know, um, showing up whenever my number's called. and. Once I, you know, I got the news that Melvin was down, I kind of narrowed in, you know, it was 
kind of that time for an opportunity. Melvin comes back, and, and if and if he comes back this week, you, you're going to have to have patience again. You know, what is going to be your, your mindset about that? It, it must be nice to at least have one big, strong running game on tape for you. Exactly that. It's just um, whatever decision is being made, you know, it's out of my control. You know, I just kind of I try to do what I can do, you know, to make it harder on the coaches, you know, to say that. But um, that's just the role, you know, that's the position I'm in right now. Shout out to Melvin and Vontae, you know, two great backs. But um, again, if my number's called, I'll be there again, so. I was wondering, does Javante, the way he runs, you know, um, he keeps going after contact. That influence you or, or inspire you at all? Um, I just kind of feel like as backs, that's, that's the mindset you should have, you know, like refuse to go down, you know, and it speaks for, like I said, the group and as well as the organization. So it's just kind of, you know, a natural thing as a running back to fight for extra yards, you know. You, uh, Four years with the Vikings, you know the Lions pretty well. What, what, what kind of, yeah, what, what kind of team you going up against here after, especially after they got their one win? Yeah, you know those guys, they they got a win, so you know they're they're um, trying to turn their you know season around that they've been having. That's a great group of guys. They uh they play hard, great effort, you know, and it's it's about us though, you know. Shout out to them, give them their respect, but it's really about us, you know. We got to come in and be ready to play ball, no matter what team or how's it going for them on the other end. Good. Mike, thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Stay healthy. All right, everybody. Thank you very much to Mike Boone and welcome back here on Cliss's Mike Drop, week 14, game 13 for the Broncos in the 2021 season. And uh, I know everybody uh, wants to know uh, which Bronco team is going to show up against the Lions. You know, they, 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 they're not good enough to where they can uh, bring their uh, B game and probably beat the Lions. And the Lions are better than typical 1-10-1 teams. They're not a disaster. They've been in a couple games, should have won a couple games that they didn't. Uh, should have beat the Ravens, among other things. They got a bad break there with the 66-yarder uh, by Justin Tarker to set an NFL record, hits the crossbar and bounces over last play of the game. That's an excruciating uh, loss uh, that the Lions had, reminiscent of 1970 when uh, uh, they were up 17-16 uh, on the New Orleans Saints and a half-footed uh, kicker by the name of Tom Dempsey kicked a 63-yard field goal, which was a record that stood for many, many years, uh, almost 40 years, um, more than 40 years, till uh, Matt Prater broke it with the 64-yarder in a December 2013 game for the Bronco Broncos against the Tennessee Titans. I was there, very cold that day. Uh, Prater hit the 64, and then Tucker hits the uh, 66 to beat him. So the Lions are better than 110-1, but they're still the Lions. The Broncos... Uh, Better win this game. They should win this game. If they don't, you know, let's pack up and go home. That's, that's the season. The Broncos are done because they're not going to win the last four games of the season. They're just, they're just not after losing, to the, after losing to the Lions. Beat the Lions, they can go 4-1. and one. So um, down, the, down the stretch and, and get into the playoffs at 10-7. and seven. 
So we'll see on, uh, on the Broncos, but thank you to Mike Boone uh, for stopping by to talk with us on, uh, on uh, Cliss's uh, podcast, uh, Cliss's Mic Drop po podcast, and uh, Cliss would be me. And I do think I do like the Broncos' chances. The way I look at these final five games, the biggest, hugest, most enormous game on their schedule is the Cincinnati Bengals, who are right now 7-5 and five after a tough loss to the Chargers last week. And uh, Joe Burrow has a finger injury on his passing hand. See how he does with that. Uh, but the Broncos have to beat the Lions this week, have to beat the Bengals next week. Then they're 8-6, and six, and it's very exciting down the stretch. And then in the final three games, the Broncos will have to win two of their final three one out of three, they don't. If they only win one out of three and they're nine and eight, they don't deserve to go in the playoffs anyway. So that's it for me. We'll do this again next week after the Lions game and and previewing the the Broncos game against the Bengals, which will also be at Empower Field at Mile High. Until then, um, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Um, for Broncos country, you got to hope uh, Teddy plays better. I think he will. That wind was something at Arrowhead. I, I knew he was in trouble pregame when I was down there giving my live reports before the game on 9 News that uh, Teddy uh, was going to have a tough time with that uh, strong win at Arrowhead. But uh, uh, still, I think he's going to play well against the, uh, against the Lions. Yeah, I almost said Detroit Tigers baseball background coming out. But uh, thanks again to Mike Boone. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you again next week.